Welcome to the latest edition of Seattle Nice. I'm David Hyde here with Erica Barnett and Sandeep Kashif, and it's our special year in review 2022 edition of the show. And uh, I don't even know where to start. I'm so excited about this episode. Sandeep is wearing his um, patented reindeer. What is that? Like a reindeer helmet you have on? <laughs> yeah, please. It's a Viking helmet. I'm Amazing. going for the so gold, the Tubor gold. I'm a, I'm a Viking, David. <laughs> um, all right. So we thought, because it is Seattle nice, why not? Of course, we're talking about the city of Seattle. And it, it is really Bruce Harrell's year in review and part a ranking, I suppose, of, of Bruce Harrell's first year in office or a rating. So, Sandeep, to start out on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best, what do you give Bruce Harrell for his first year? Oh, a, a rating. Wow. On the scale of 1 to 10. I think I'll give Bruce Harrell an 8. And, All right. Okay. Do you want me to explain it? Why? No, let's hear Erica's oh, and then you okay. explain it. I hate, I hate uh, number scale, so I'm going to – because, yeah, there's – you you can use decimals well, too. I used to when I when I had to when I had to grade college. I discovered quickly that if you give somebody a yeah. seventy nine point three as opposed to a C yeah. plus, they accept it more. I think I, I would give him a higher score on his verbal than his math. How's that? You know. <laughs> yeah. Can we? Can we? You know. Yeah. Can we put this in football terms yeah. somehow? Since we're talking about Bruce Harrell. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the third down. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. I just went into a fugue state. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce can't stop the run, man. If, if he's like the Seahawks, he can't stop the run. <laughs> Oh, that was so, sad. yeah, so it depends sad. on if you're talking about popularity, um, uh, you know, how well he gets along with the council or his actual policies. <laughs> so I'm going to. So, 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 so my personal rating, rating. I don't know. Uh, uh, wow, I hate putting this kind of thing on tape. So I'll, I'll say a six just because it's a combination of all of those things. Um, and then we can get into the reasons yes. for that rating, I'm assuming. All right. Sandeep, did you want to start? You gave you give him an eight. I don't know how he gets that. Well, I think, look, what a difference a year makes, right? I mean, um, we now have, we're, we're a year plus past the 2021 elections. He took office in January. And I think the vibe at City Hall is very, very different under this administration than it was under the previous administration. And I, I, I think a lot of that has redounded to Bruce, Bruce Harrell, Mayor Bruce Harrell's credit and to his, his advantage. I think he ends this year politically very very strong in term he's he's very popular i think with the public um has strong approval ratings i think uh, i've seen that in the polling i certainly hear it from various constituency groups that that are generally pretty happy with the mayor so uh i think in terms of the constant you know ongoing power dynamic between council and mayor I think he's in a particularly strong position these days um, relative to, to where that dynamic was not that long ago. So um, I think he's got a lot to be to, to look back on this year and feel pretty good about. Um, so I that is that is sort of part of why my uh, my rating is uh, is sort of o- o- oblique, uh, because I actually on in terms of, you know, relationship with the council, uh, you know, I would I would place. Bruce Harrell's rating much higher, probably closer to an eight or nine, because man, especially in comparison with his predecessor, which had, you know, who had a very toxic relationship with the council. I think um, Harrell has been really open to compromise. Um, We've seen that in the budget. Um, There were quite a few items that, you know, Jenny Durkin might have vetoed the whole damn budget over 
that uh, Harold kind of rolled with and said, look, this is the art of compromise and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give way on some things and the council is going to give way on some things. And, um, and, you know, I think we saw that all year. Um, Harold used to be on the council and has a good relationship with um, some of the folks he knew uh, from those days. Um, and I think understands that uh, the council needs to feel like they're being included and not um, sort of steamrolled over like Jenny Durkin did. So agree with that. Um, I do think um you know, on some policy issues, uh, it remains to be seen whether this is the end of the honeymoon, right? I mean, I think whatever your perspective on um, the sort of uh, existence of visible homelessness in Seattle, you know, if, you're, if your perspective is, I just want to not see it, um, you know, the sweeps that the city has really ramped up in the last year under Harold's uh, leadership um, have not necessarily produced uh, the results that that you know, the long-term results that people might want. I mean, if you live in Ballard, you're seeing encampments that go away and reemerge and go away and reemerge. And um, and that is because, you know, there just aren't enough places for people to actually go, right? It's the persistent problem. Um, if you are somebody who opposes sweeps, um, you know, I mean, you have lots of reasons to not like this administration because uh, sweeps have ramped up dramatically. Um, and again, you know, not a real solution to homelessness in sight. So, you know, there's, there's some pretty big issues. That's not the only one where I think people are going to want to start seeing actual results uh, pretty soon, if not already. Yeah. I, 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 um, I don't disagree with that. I don't think, I, I mean, when I look back on year one and I think what are the mayor's really big policy wins and I'm not seeing a really big signature win for the mayor. I do think he's restored, uh, greater, you know, kind of harmony at, at City Hall. Uh, he has a much better relationship with the council. I think, you know, the, as we said in a previous episode recently, that the, the, the real kind of friction right now seems to be within the council itself more than between the mayor and the council, which is where it was, um, not that long ago under the previous administration. But when I look back, you know, I, so I think Bruce has benefited politically from that sense. That, that things are, are, are calmer and less toxic and less, um, less, you know, there's less division, um, in city government. I do think where the Harold administration has been weakest is I don't know what the longer term plans are to get big, you know, policy wins that lead to better results on the ground uh, uh, on about whether it's homelessness or crime, or, you know, they passed a, a plan to ramp up police recruiting, and I'm not sure they've gotten very far in implementing that. When I looked at the net police numbers um, for 2022, I was looking up the October, you know, between January and October, we're still down, you know, 80 or 90 cops from from just the beginning of the year, right? Like, so... On some of these things that the mayor has put a marker down, I don't think we've seen big positive well, results. And I, yet, right? I want to go back to, um, you know, since I've been covering the city for a while, you know, go back to kind of the era of Mike McGinn. And Mike McGinn, you know, as mayor, made a ton of mistakes. And I don't think that he was particularly effective as a mayor, to say the least. 
right? But one thing that McGinn had to deal with was a situation that Bruce Harrell is also having to deal with, which is the a, a huge economic downturn. And, you know, it's really hard when you're talking about big priorities, like let's, you know, uh, let's address homelessness meaningfully. Let's hire, you know, a ton more cops. Let's, um, you know, stop uh, the deterioration of downtown or whatever it may be. That costs money. And um, the city is looking in out years at, you know, these huge revenue shortfalls. Maybe they'll come up with a new revenue source that will close that gap, but maybe they won't. And in any case, I think, you know, Harold is just not, you know, not does not have the fortune of being in, you know, a good economy where he can just throw money at things. And so, I mean, we saw that, you know, again, to go back to homelessness in the last budget, you know, the city was not able to meaningfully add money to the King County uh, Homeless Authority's uh, budget to to address some of these problems, to open shelters, to open housing, you know, et cetera. So, uh, you know, some of this is really well outside his control. Um, and and the same thing, you know, with police hiring, the police department is now saying that over the next two years, they're going to hire net 18 new officers. And let's remember that their estimates are always optimistic. So I think, you know, like, like everything, you know, if he's if he's going to be um, if he's going to get credit for doing all this recruitment effort and for giving these huge bonuses, he's also going to have to take the blame, um, you know, to some extent. Maybe people will just blame the city council like they always do. But, you know, to some extent, the buck stops at the mayor. And if people want more police officers and that doesn't happen, um, you know, they're going to eventually uh, probably turn to the mayor and say, why didn't you get this done? You promised it. I, I think that's right. Look, I think at the end of the day, the conventional wisdom, is, and I think this is you typically correct is that the mayor uh, mayors get judged by the how people perceive the state and the condition of the city and are they feeling good about the direction that the city is going on uh, uh and and um uh, or not right and and you know if they feel like the city's problems like homelessness and crime are continuing to get worse if they feel like um you know despite efforts like that that you know we're continuing to lose cops and policing is going in the wrong direction or you know public safety or their sense of of kind of street disorder is rising or whatever then i think at the end of the day the mayor as the executive is likely to 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 wear that and so i do think here this is both an opportunity and a risk for mayor harrell right i mean mayors that are popular have lots of political capital and typically, they then spend that political capital to move forward, to drive an agenda, right? And I'm still waiting, like, like what's Bruce Harrell's big agenda that, that he's driving here? Like, I mean, look back at, at you know, when, when, when Ed was mayor, right? When Ed Murray was the mayor, in his first year, $15 minimum wage, holla, these were big moves, right? Um, uh, policy moves. To push forward his vision as mayor of how he wanted to kind of expend his political capital. And that's what I'm still waiting for from the Herald administration. What's your big move on homelessness? What's your big move on, on you know, public safety? What's your or, or housing? When or you whatever, say what's your right? big move, do you think that there is or that you're waiting? Do you think there is going to be one? Because I could I could I mean, we didn't see that know. with Harold as a city council member. And like, admittedly, your power is more know. limited. But I wonder if there is. I mean, yeah. You know, you have to judge judge the future on I, I guess past what performance, I would say and, I, it, and I haven't seen any indication that there's going to be some big yeah. agenda. I mean, the response on homelessness has been I, it's I don't the KCRJ's problem. 
Right, I, right, and 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 I don't know either. I guess what I would say is, if I was advising the mayor, I would say you really need to make a big move. You need to have a signature issue that you can go back to the voters in four years and say, "Here's the big progressive, um, positive accomplishment that I, I that because you had your faith in me, I got this done for you." And and I think you can you can run on, "Hey, things are things are." Things are nicer, and we're we're in a we're we're kind of nicer to each other, and you know, and maybe you win on that. But but if I was advising the mayor, I'd want there to be something really concrete and tangible that you could point to. Uh, my question, though, is what do the voters actually want that to be, and do they even know what they want? I mean, if you're Harold and you were literally trying to figure out, you know, I want to, I'm a popular mayor, but I'm I maybe not making much progress Look, on some key issues, but yeah. it's like. What do people really want me to do? Yeah, there's a number of things. Look, Andrew Lewis has an op-ed in the Seattle Times this morning that I thought was actually pretty good and where he, where he compares Seattle to Albuquerque on setting up a kind of third-way alternative to policing. And he's like, Albuquerque has a budget very much the same size as Seattle. They've had this exact same kind of problem with public safety where they've lost this, essentially the same number of officers. But since 2020, they have stood up this alternative to policing that's been – been able to send out to 16,000 calls. It's freed up police resources for more important stuff. And they're like, he's asking the question of like, why have they been able to do it? And he's like, well, we're making some progress here in Seattle, but we're not nearly there yet. So it's stuff like that, right? I mean, that I think if the mayor, that's a thing the mayor could, could grab onto and said, yeah, let's get that stood up. Sticking to that specific example. I mean, what the mayor has said is, um, you know, we're not going to do anything until we've done, you know, all this additional process to see, like, I don't know, which calls are, is it really safe to um, to send uh, alternative responders out to? And, you know, and I, I've covered this quite a bit, um, probably in, in more detail than, you know, than you want to know uh, about how they're doing this risk analysis. And then in 2023, they'll get the results of that back. And then in 2024, they'll propose the new department. So that is that is very slow and things tend to get pushed, you know, back beyond deadlines and there's, you know, it's all unpredictable. But uh, I mean, from what Harold has said and what his office has said, this is going to be a really slow process if it ever gets off the ground. And meanwhile, you know, other cities, as Andrew Lewis has pointed out, are just going ahead with these programs, looking at, you know, each other to say, look, this the city did this and, you know, they didn't end up, you know, uh, it, it didn't end up endangering a lot of people. So, uh, so I think, you know, uh, so far, and then I'll give one other example. I mean, what Mayor Harrell did actually run on was we're going to stand up 2,000 new units of of housing, which sort of got watered down into, well, actually, you know, maybe shelter beds. And now what they're saying is, you know, mission accomplished. We've identified 2,000 shelter units or beds, uh, you know, and housing units, um, you know, which were things that were already coming online. Like, that's not something that Harrell, you know, effectuated. So I don't know, will people look at that and say, wow, Bruce Harrell opened up 2,000 new shelter beds and things are better and, you know, housing's happening. Man, I don't know, because you look at that dashboard that, that they've created, and it really is just, you know, stuff that's, you know, up in the air in a lot of cases, things that were, you know, well underway in the last administration. And meanwhile, you can look around and see that, you know, there are still encampments everywhere. Um, so, Right. I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many units of housing you claim credit for. If homelessness feels like it's getting worse and not better, people aren't going to give you, you know, the time of day on that, right? I mean, um, 
uh, you know, what the, what, what the public really wants are kind of results on the ground, right? You know, they want to see fewer encampments and they want to feel it. Yeah. Maybe we're doing, you know, better police. But I'm, I'm making a different point, which is that, you know, which is that yeah. you're sort of saying like, let's wait and see, you know, how this all shakes out. Well, I mean, I think we have seen how some of it is shaking out and like the, the, the Andrew Lewis editorial is pointing out, you know, what is, what is pretty obvious, which is that there's, there's no, um, there's no urgency from this administration on some of these really big priorities, like standing up, you know, like, let's just have some civilian responders go out to some calls. I mean, the, the Seattle City Council is pretty, you know, pretty tentative on their own priorities, and the city isn't moving on those, and Harold isn't really moving quickly on those at, at, at all. So, that's right. I mean, look, I think I think the mayor has unspent political capital, and I think it would, I, I, if I have a criticism, I think it would behoove him to come up with what is my big agenda, my signature agenda, and in year two, push with, as you say, with with urgency to do some of this. Early on, you know, I, I think both of you have kind of made this point about Harold's personality to some extent, which is that this is a guy who who likes to be liked, and he kind of likes to be liked by all sides, and if you want to have a signature issue where people go, hey, that's what, you know, that's what Bruce Harrell did, or that's what he's doing. Aren't you going to inevitably piss some people off? And is that just something that Harrell finds difficult to do just because he's Bruce Harrell? I mean, maybe to some extent, but, but there's plenty of stuff like, like this example we were just talking about, not to beat a beat on this too much, but of standing up an alternative that's going to be broadly hailed from all sides. Like if you if you got that stood up and they start responding to to, to calls and taking some, you know, freeing up some police resources to to be better deployed for more, um, uh, you know, serious sort of criminal activity. I don't think that this is something that either the left or the center left is going to be um, critical of. I think there would be a, a lot of of, of, you know, positive stuff that would come out of that. Um, similarly, if you could figure out, um, a, a, a move on, um, providing greater resources to get encampments, uh, cleaned up and, but people move to a better, safer place, like indoors. Like, I think there'd be support, for, uh, you know, a broad support for that. There, there are opportunities out there to drive important policy and big policy changes. That would be popular, and 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 and, and, and you, you guys aren't yeah. the first. You guys aren't the first to call for this. Um, you know, from wait, Merrill. I'm not. I'm not calling. So not why calling hasn't he done it? it? Though, to be clear, I mean, I, I yes, I I think that'd be great. Not not Sandeep's things. Not Sandeep's things. But like for him to take steps to, for example, you know, fulfill the promise. Of well, the but see, the, the thing is, I, I, kind of I, so, what I'm what I'm trying to say is like, I, I am observing that that is not happening. And I'm and I'm saying, like, let's look at, you know, how past performance, you know, predicts future performance. And I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think that Harold is going to propose, you know, a big new measure uh, to uh, to suddenly start, you know, housing homeless people, because so far what we have seen in this first year, and we're looking back on the first year, is, you know, punting to the KCRHA and then saying, look, we don't have enough money to actually do any of the stuff that you want to do, so we're not going to fund it. Um, and, you know, on policing, punting to 2024, which is when he's going to... Why do you think that is? That's my question for you, Erica. Then why why is that the case? Well, because I think that, you know, Harold um, is uh, perhaps not a big vision guy, um, you know, or at least maybe, maybe, or maybe he's not an implementation guy. Um, 
I think that it is very hard. I mean, I think to Sandeep's point, I think it's very hard to be somebody who wants to please everybody and then um, and then propose something that's going to be controversial, right? And so, you know, I think that doing the typical Seattle thing of saying, well, we'll just ha- add a lot of process to everything. And while there's not enough money to go around, go scream at Mark Dones at the KCRHA if you're mad about homelessness. Um, and then doing these kind of on the ground, um, you know, things like, massive increases in sweeps that are popular among some of his constituents. I mean, that's what we've seen so far. And I think, you know, I, 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 it would be great if in 2022 there is some big vision, but I think that we, we have to sort of look at, look back at the first year and say, well, it hasn't happened yet. And some of those, some of those big seeming proposals, like this 2000 new um, units of housing slash shelter that, you know, he made on the campaign have kind of fizzled into this. Well, look, look at our dashboard. We've identified them. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> like, does, is anybody impressed by identifying, you know, the existence of stuff that was already coming online? I'm not. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even, I don't think I, I just dis- disagree with Eric about this. Look, if in two years from now, this big initiative to hire more cops has only led to 18 more cops, you know, being on the payroll at SVD, I don't think that will, you know, I think in my world, people want to see movement on, on this stuff from the city and from the mayor. And, you know, the mayor has put some marker down on, on, on making improvements in some things. And I do think, um, it would behoove him and his team to kind of figure out, okay, how do we accelerate stuff and have some urgency about delivering on, 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 on some of that, that agenda? I mean, at the end of the day, again, it's going to be the condition kind of on the streets and in the neighborhoods of Seattle that, that the, the executive gets judged on. Now, I will say this. I do think in year one, the mayor has, has benefited from the fact that the city feels better than it did in sort of the darker, you know, era of COVID as we're kind of entering this post-COVID era. He's, he's benefited there. And he's, be- he's benefited from, from um, uh, I think, the image that he's sometimes kind of the peacemaker conciliate- conciliator at a kind of divided city council. Um, but we're going into city council races, right? Seven uh, district at- uh, seats are up for election um, in 2023. And I would think if the left side of the equation wins those races, comes out well in those races, if, say, Shama Sawant runs and gets reelected, in some ways I think that makes the mayor's life easier in some ways, right? Because then he can continue on this path and he benefits by sort of sort of contrast with the left of the council. If the more sort of center-left types win, if there's a change in the in the – in the kind of ideological complexion of the city council, then I think it really becomes more challenging on the kind of, there's going to be high expectations for, from the mayor's base, from the kind of center left base that you're going to deliver real results, right? Now you've got a council that can work with you. What's your agenda? How are you going to move the ball forward? What are the big ticket items that are going to show results on the street? So in some ways I think it's, it's counterintuitive or ironic that, he may benefit politically from the left, you know, actually doing well in the 23 council races. It, it, it sort of puts the onus on him and his allies on the council if they actually gain a clear majority in 23. So it's going to be interesting to watch. 
on this kind of hoping for big, big vision stuff, you know, maybe, maybe next year will be the year. I mean, if we look at some of the aspirational stuff that Harold proposed during the budget, it was again, kind of diving in, um, you know, small, small picture stuff. His big initiative was like, we're going to have a war on graffiti, um, which I, I don't know, maybe that's some people's top issue, but, uh, but it just felt so, um, to use a sports metaphor that I don't truly understand, small ball, um, that's a phrase Harold has used before, <laughs> you know, to, to say like, we're gonna, we're gonna have war on graffiti, like, uh, okay, I, I don't think people, you know, again, I, I, I like graffiti, I don't care if it's, if it exists in the city, so that's my personal bias. People's perceptions of quality of life in Seattle is a big issue, and whether it's being driven by by the proliferation of encampments or you know open air drug markets or graffiti and trash or you know whatever needles and parks that kind of thing there's a there's definitely been a strong perception over the last couple of years that the city quality of life is deteriorating and the city is on the wrong track. I think that's going to be a significant backdrop to the 2023 council yeah elections. i just think and prettifying so I, the city I actually think on graffiti is not a big picture priority i know but i actually think the graffiti stuff is 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 i think a surprise you you call it small ball and maybe it is but i actually think that's a pretty winning issue for, and it for, might be for, but you know but you're Bruce. but you're saying and you're waiting yeah, for this yeah. for these big bold you know innovative ideas and i'm saying what bruce harrell is giving you is you know graffiti cleanup squads and one day of volunteerism which i think is is pretty small scale when you're talking about you know tens of thousands of of people experiencing homelessness um, in the city when you're talking about, you know, a business climate that is, you know, only now starting to bounce back from COVID. I mean, I, I just think these are not, these are not big, bold, innovative ideas that, that you're suggesting he needs to have. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And, and I, I, I'd like to, you know, I guess what I'm saying is I'd like to see that change in year two and for them to, 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 you know, to, to throw the deep oh pass. Oh my God. Right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I have to come on. We need some air raid uh, offense. We need some air raid offense. I have to put up with this on KUOW, <laughs> and now from you. Yeah, another scintillating episode of Seattle Nice. I'm David Hyde. She's Erica Barnett. He's Sandeep Kaushik. If you want to donate, please donate. Keep this amazing podcast going by going to Patreon and donate. Or you can communicate with us. We're still on Twitter. It's at Real Seattle Nice at Twitter. And thanks everybody so much for listening. Thank you.